What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Oh, yes. We are. We are vaped, vaxxed, and ready to relax. Is that? Jesus. (laughs) I don't know. I had some women come to the restaurant and say they were vaxxed and unwaxed. And I said, They probably were. And I said, Well, congratulations. Um, can I start you off with a beverage? Like, I'm just not right. Glad I'm you're just, COVID free and just hairy as fuck. Just well, I mean, I, I just try not to engage with you know weird flirty behavior. I don't know. No, you're not. You're like, yo, we got to meet up on a deeper level. No, I mean, I, I just don't want to hear about your hairy butt. It's hole. just no. It's just large. <laughs> Large groups. I, I don't know, man. I'm just not I'm just not into it. And it's just like, yeah, let's have some fun and oohs and ahs. And, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, I need to tell you about the fish so that you don't ask me. So you're going to you're going to go out. You're going to not where you're, you're going to listen to the CDC. You're going to. So here's what I think. Um, the majority of my um, majority of my interactions are at work and I have to wear a mask anyway. Right. It's still required in the state of California. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm just going to continue to do what I've been doing. Like I'm going to wear it at the store because I have, it's, it's in the state of California. I mean, I understand that Arizona has been, uh, you know, wild West in it for a while now. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm probably not going to worry too much if I'm out on a run and I'm in the bike path and somebody's on the sidewalk. Right. For me, it's like just letting people know, like, I get it. I respect it. Maybe you haven't been vaccinated, whatever. I don't know how much of this needs to be fucking performative. Is it going to be, you know what I mean? Like, do, do I start wearing my mask around my arm when I go out so that people know that I'm mask conscious, but that I'm also vaccinated? Like, what is the protocol? <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's wild. I don't know. I still wear it. But there's a lot of mask mandates. Like Pima County is a pretty um, mm-hmm. fairly blue, like liberal county where I live. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mask mandates still in from stores. It's like their personal preference. I, I left my neck gator at home when I went running the other day. That's the first time I've done that in a year. And it was weird mm-hmm. to run without it just because it was always kind of there. I was just used to it. It's like, yeah, just adopting a whole new thing, but I, I'm still going to wear a mask. I, I, I figure that's my own personal preference. Well, I'm going to wait mm-hmm. to see if we even hit 80%. If we can hit herd immunity, then y'all get to see my upper lip. You know what I'm saying? My face. Um, but if we're not hitting herd immunity, like 
I, I still don't want COVID just because I'm vaccinated doesn't mean I can't catch it. And and they're like, well, you won't die from it. I'm like, I still don't want to get sick. Like of all those years of catching those horrible fucking flus, if I would have known, if, if somebody would have said, hey, if you wear a mask, your likelihood of catching the flu is lower, which I was never taught. I would have no. worn a mask. I don't want the flu. Like I don't want any of that shit. I haven't gotten any sinus infections. I haven't gotten a cold. I have a sinus infection. I'm sorry. But that's just from living out here in this hellhole. So you want to know what else this year, this last year is I haven't had any allergies. I go out really? there. I'm breathing in the pollen. I'm breathing in. I'm. I have like good for you. My though. backup of Claritin, and mm -hmm. I would like pop it. You know, starting in April and mm -hmm. nothing. So I mean. I don't know, man. Mine have been horrid. It's awful. Uh, mine but I'm old... new environment though. So yeah. Well, what's 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 the allergy in uh, in Arizona? Mesquite, cactus, cactus mesquite, uh, Palo Verde trees, hibiscus, mm. not hibiscus, uh, jasmine, all that shit that grows out here. Wait, what's mesquite? I thought mesquite was just like for barbecue. What, what no, is it? it's an actual mesquite tree. <laughs> There's a bunch of different kinds of mesquite trees and they poll they pollinate, they let go of tree pollen. There's some grasses here. I don't know what it is that kicks my ass though. I've had a sinus infection for months. Oh. Like low level, mm -hmm. where my nose just smells like ammonia all the time. Mm. Mm. You ever had that? I'm allergic to dust here too. The dust that's yeah. the Arizona dust in particular, I'm more allergic to. I have headaches like five days out of the week now. That's okay. What have I done? Maybe that's what W will be for. I was laughing at my mom because I told my dad, hey, we're doing W if you still want to do it. And he says, well, if you want me to. And I'm like, of course. That's why I told you. What have I done? <laughs> and my mom's like, what's your W for? Wagner? And I'm like, no, it should be for like, what the fuck have I done? And then she started laughing. She's always a pretty good one, actually. What have I done? I think I'm just kind of like, for me, it's kind of just go with whatever's going on out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not interested in... I'm really not interested in making any statements. No. I'm really not interested in, you know, standing any ground on this particular point for no. any reason whatsoever. It's a mask, it keeps you from getting sick. That should be the whole basis of the thing. Yeah. Not, so, I don't know. People, but people are mentally ill and then bigger groups are super mentally ill. So they need mm -hmm. help, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I was just curious because, yeah, they, they there are parts of Arizona, like you go north to Phoenix and that's all Trumplandia. It's all mm -hmm. red as a, it's as red as a slapped fucking ass, dude. You know, as Coda says, red as a slapped ass. <laughs> yeah, dude. But it is what it is. I was just curious just because I know you're in that industry and I don't know. I'd assume you are in California and the numbers are still pretty, they're, they're high. I don't no, know. I, we're not bad. We're not bad. We have, good? We, have one, we have one of the highest rates of vaccination in the country. Boom, killing it. That's great. So, I don't know where we are at vaccinations, but right. So I think that when what's probably going to happen and what I imagine is going to happen is um June 15th, they will lift a majority of the stuff, but there will be some like mask mandates for certain mm -hmm. essential workers, restaurant mm -hmm. people, stuff like that. So we'll probably have to wear it for like another month. My guess is they will make some sort of big sweeping well fourth of july freedom blah 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 and then release everything there in some sort of symbolic gesture mm -hmm. that's my guess so i mean i've come this far i'll do it for another month yeah six and weeks you, what does this all have to do with alcoholism if you wear a mask you can't drink <laughs> So keep the mask on <laughs> and that. then you won't be able to drink that is the plug in the in the in the jug of your mouth yes mm -hmm. yeah you yeah. can't drink with a mask on so wear that mask. Yeah.
Yeah. I mean, I guess you could soak it in like whiskey or something. You could. Yeah, but you just be waterboarding yourself and not getting drunk at all because, <laughs> come on, man, you ever soak on a. You cannot get drunk sucking on a whiskey soaked rag. You... Unless you're a baby. Yeah, fair enough. You're a baby alcoholic. If you're a baby alcoholic, <laughs> congratulations on figuring out how to download a podcast. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. So I thought today would be the. Um, I wanted to talk about Vision for You, which is a chapter, chapter 11, um, which is in the big book. And we don't usually jump into um, direct text stuff, but well, I mean, and there's a point, lot of, there are probably a bunch of people who don't even have big books or use the program, but. Right. So, so we have expressed in the past our affinity for this program our frustrations with this program our mm-hmm. um our gratitude for this program i mean truly being it has saved my life in ways that i can't i can't imagine anything else doing for me like every other book that i have read i have not gone back to as i have with this book mm-hmm. so uh, this morning, and a vision for you is sort of the conclusion, you know, when they say we got to sit down and read the first 164. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the conclusion. This is the the hopeful nugget after they have thrown all the shit at you and told you everything you got to do and told you how easily you can, you know, fall from grace, even though you've already fallen and all that stuff. And they give you all the steps. And then it's sort of this sort of hopeful vision of the future right? Mm. Vision for you, vision for me. Um, and one of the things that I, um, you know, they talk a lot about, I think too, the, the main thing is there has to be a spiritual experience and, or let's, let me go back. Finding God. You got to find God, Jerry, right? That sounds uh, pretty man, awful we're and doing gross. This, aren't so, we? But wait, but wait, wait, let me just, so, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Finding God, right? What is that? Yeah. Spiritual experience. What is right. that? Right? What is what is a spiritual experience? I was thinking about this morning. Um, all I'm doing is shifting my consciousness, right? So yeah. I'm just changing the way I think. I'm simply looking with a different perspective. Uh, and it's so easy when we're alcoholics and we're practicing alcoholics and we're drunk all the time. You only see that one little tunnel vision. So in my mind, the spiritual experience, as I have experienced it very slowly and not, there have been very few epiphanies. There's been some, but it's just been a sort of widening of the lens of how I look at life and okay. feeling a little mm-hmm. more hopeful about the possibilities and the potential rather than fuck it, everything's ruined. Let's just have another drink. <laughs> That's how I see it as okay. finding God, mm-hmm. which is what they, they say in the near the beginning of the chapter. Mm. And I know you don't like this. No, I don't. I have to, I want to push back so hard. <laughs> Please. You know? So no, yes. Push back. That's just, that's my, that's my. I personally have felt like I've had what I maybe felt like was a spiritual awakening. I'm far more spiritually aware than I was when I came into the program, but I feel like it does a disservice. This program can do people a disservice by saying you will not fully recover unless you find God, be it a chair or a group of drunks or any of that other, whatever it is that they're doing. So to me, I feel like 
you don't need dude see here's my weird pushback because i love the program and it's worked really well for me and i feel like the fellowship which also is another christian fucking word you know it has helped me out a lot with with recovery and um when they wrote this book they were basing off the oxford house shit or not oxford the oxford society whatever that group who were all Christians. And so they needed a Christian angle, but then Bill W is kind of cool with like some Buddhist aspects and this and that. So he's like, yo, let's not exclude everybody, but let's still keep it a spiritual angle. So for you, the spiritual angle works. But for me, I'm like, this isn't, I don't need to find God to get sober. As a matter of fact, I honestly will, will posit this to us, to the room is that I don't need to find God to stay sober and stay in recovery. I, that being said, I feel like it is important for me to understand my size in the world. And so I guess I can use the word, what I've been doing is with the word God is using it as like a placeholder for my ego, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not the center of everything. I think I am. Everything's happening around me and I observe it from inside this fucking head, but it's not about me. So the idea of God to me was saying, it's not just about me. It's about everything going on. And I'm just kind of a bit player in this whole thing. I'm not even a bit player. I may be not even an extra. I may be the dude. Who, cameo. I may be the grips boyfriend. I don't know. So, so for me, the God stuff always makes me feel like it really limits people in using the program. And I feel like you can get sober without God. You can now and and you can stay sober without God. And then I've always heard, well, you'll be miserable. And I'm like, I don't know. You can have a happy recovering life if you just don't repeat the same mistakes you did before and had maybe went to a psychiatrist or a counselor or so (sighs) the program shit is always I love it, but it always gives me pushback. And I'm not going to push back against you because this is what works for you. So I'm Mm -hmm. not going to tell you you're wrong, but I and I don't even think the message in the book is wrong. It just raises all my hackles like it makes me mad uncomfortable because i'm like shit dude that language though yes so the language, language and that's to me is why i changed it in my own perception right, exactly right mm-hmm. yeah. because it did i was like find god fucking find yourself like you know but and then i was like oh okay that's what this means and then that's what this means spiritual mm-hmm. experience right. consciousness changing my mind changing right. my perspective how I think about things. Like, could I, could I choose today to feel miserable and focus, you know, and I don't want to say that you shouldn't focus on some of the things that are troubling you because they may require your attention. Right. Well, yeah, that's why they're troubling you. (laughs) So I need to fix them. I need to think about them. I need to think Uh about solutions, but I also, I don't like to just wallow anymore. I don't like to just go, right. man. miserable i fucking hate it this sucks nothing's ever going to be better Mm -hmm. for me it's like okay so this sucks but does it have to suck like in the next moment or the next moment so so you're saying you finding god keeps you from saying life sucks changing my shifting my perspective but you could do that without god you could just shift your perspective or at least work with another person to help you shift your perspective to find the things to be grateful for yes so Yes. And I'm not pushing it. I mean, I'm even looking at the page here where they're talking about 
now and then a serious drinker being dry at the moment says, I don't miss it at all. I feel better. I work better. I'm having a better time. As ex-problem drinkers, we smile at such a Sally. We know our friend is like a boy whistling in the dark to keep up his spirits. He mm -hmm. fools himself inwardly. He would give up anything to take half a dozen drinks and get away with them. He will presently try the old game again for he isn't happy about his sobriety. He cannot picture life without alcohol. So I, I don't you know, like there are a lot of drunks out there who are just going through the fucking motion. Sometimes I've been a drunk just going through the motion. We joke about it like, oh, if you if you can figure out a way to drink normally, hit me up. And sometimes I joke, sometimes I mean it. But that's not for lack of God in my life. You know, you know, that's yeah. me. That's that's the chemicals in my brain going back to the neural pathway that they were always used to taking is the old fallback. It's like, yo, I'm going to go back to the crutch. I'm going to pick the crutch back up because it was so much easier to walk with the crutch, but it was so much harder to depend on the crutch. So I don't know. I, I love, I, I don't, I'm not trying to give you God pushback. I'm really sorry. Please. Like I'm not, you know, this is just the way I've been feeling about it lately. And, and I still pray every night. I still have, I try my hardest to have attitudes of gratitude and I'm like incredibly unhappy a lot of the time, but I was incredibly unhappy before the program. Exactly. I was incredibly unhappy on my pink fucking cloud. I will die incredibly unhappy because that's just my personality. Mm -hmm. I cannot change that fundamental aspect of my being and me praying or fucking meditating or trying to find Buddha or whatever it is. I don't think that, that I think, I don't know, man. I just don't fuck with that. That God shape whole shit. I, I don't, don't fuck with that shit. I don't believe that you will die incredibly unhappy. I'll probably die freaking out or just with dementia and being like, are you my granddaughter? <laughs> just in a Ross. They'll be like, sir, this is a Ross. Sir, an onion on and I'll my be belt, 60. which was the style wearing? of the day. <laughs> you owe me a pie. <laughs> um, But I think for, you're right. You don't, I don't, one does not need God to get sober. One, does and I'm not, not trying to make you change your mind. Sober. I'm sorry. It's yeah. You don't need to apologize either. It's just I'm going to damage you and I. Um, I, I, and it also doesn't. It doesn't change my mind for me, and the no. way that I have come to understand it. Now, this is very. Um, this whole program is based around that, right? This whole program is like very one, one track. And there God, are, God, God, yeah. There are, I would oh say, God. as many ways to get sober are there as there are people who want to get sober. And you can do it however you want to do it. Right. The mm -hmm. thing, and it's not just the God line in this. I mean, there are many other purposes, and we'll talk about this next week, um, purposes and points to this program that have helped me. Um, you know, but it was and because i felt the same way as you in the beginning that word brings up uh the idea of jesus and christ and the cross and and church and praying and and i've been to a couple of churches and it freaked me the fuck out and i was like i can't wait to get out of here what the fuck am i doing here but you know i can do anything for an hour so <laughs> which has got that that attitude has gotten me through a few meetings too well yeah uh, same here because I, i've said in past podcasts don't let god keep you from recovery i've said it right don't don't use that as an excuse to be like i don't believe in god you know because i that will mm -hmm. that will fuck you up if you're not if you're trying to get into the meetings you know but right. also it's also one of those things where it's like don't uh, me with almost seven years of recovery looking back on it 
Mm -hmm. I'm like, was it helpful? Yes. Was it a tool I used? Yeah, absolutely. It was a tool I used. Is it a tool I'm using now and I'm bummed out all the time? Maybe I'm neglecting it in my life. Maybe I need to go outside and be like, yo, I'm sorry, imaginary life force of the universe or whatever it is. Who knows, man? I don't know. I don't know. But I honestly think praying won't take away depression. So why would praying take away alcoholism? If they're both mental illnesses, if you knew someone mm -hmm. who was bipolar, manic bipolar, which we both know people, and they're in an episode, you wouldn't be like, go pray. No. Make a gratitude list. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we suffer from alcohol dependency, which is also another form of mental illness. I would say that the praying and the gratitude list is not a... It's not a fucking EpiPen for an episode, right? It's no, not going it's to, not. but <clears throat> these things done on a regular basis as maintenance, as tools in the best of times can become helpful in the worst of times. You're right. Praying is not everything. And I, I would not posit that at all to use mm -hmm. the posit is the word of the day, but um you know, there's other things that we need to deal with. We have to, I have to figure out how to get my finances in order and I need right. to, um, I need to eat right. And I need to understand myself better mentally so that I don't fall into those same traps dry or otherwise. So there's all this stuff. I have to go talk to a counselor. I have to, mm -hmm. I have to be a part of whatever community I'm a part of. I have to, um, engage in that. I have to, I have to be of some sort of service to someone um, for all of those things. So no, I wouldn't suggest, well, you just pray it away. If somebody has depression, they may just have fucking depression and there may be medications right. that are required. There may be, mm -hmm. um, you may not be able to just shift your consciousness, John. That's fucking ludicrous. But maybe you need to take some pills every day and I would not suggest anyone not take their meds. And, oh and yeah, no, absolutely. If you need your meds, you know. take them shits, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And but um, but I would also say that the the things, the prayers that I do and the, the lists that I make and the all that other stuff that I do every single day helps you part of the foundation for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not saying somebody right. yeah. somebody asks me, hey, what do you think I should do? And I would say, well. This works really well for me. I wouldn't suggest you do something that I've never tried. Right. Right. How yeah, I was I? gonna say you hand him a chick track. Yeah. <laughs> a Here's what? Chick track. Those chick tracks. Those little books. You remember oh, the nineties? Oh, yes. You get the yes. little chick tracks yes. that were like uh -huh. Dungeons and Dragons is from Satan, mm -hmm. or just be like Heavy Metals for lesbians or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The chick track. No, but yes. it works for you, and so that's why I, I, I only give pushback because whenever we look at the book, I'm always like. Hmm. Mm. but it's also the contrary nature of my being and the fact that I don't really make meetings anymore. And I'm in a spot where I don't really necessarily feel like I'm thriving very much. So for me, it's like this pushback on things where I'm like, I'm doing just fine. Now I'm gonna be out in the garage crying, you know, like, so, <laughs> so I, it's always been in my nature to push back against anything. Okay. You know? Um, But still don't let God keep you from a meeting, like getting no. sober, like don't, just just fucking fake it like i everybody's told me fake it till you make it and then once you made it then maybe you can stop faking it and you're actually just making it you know i mean if so you can knows? do you're coming up on seven years here the contrary nature of your being and right your like i'd sit in meetings god 
with my arms crossed, even six months, eight months, a year, two years into it, just with my arms crossed in the back, like, mm, yeah, this motherfucker's pouring whiskey in his milk. Really? 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 You know, like, mm-hmm. so I, I, I don't know. And it's been hugely powerful. The program's been so powerful in my life. It has really, really, really been a huge sea change for me. Mm-hmm. But I will always like the, I don't know, man. I, I, I hear, start hearing the God stuff. And I get nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you guys are gonna scare away the fucking newcomers mm-hmm. knock it off this dude coming in and out of the rain who's never liked god and then all of a sudden they're like let go let god you gotta find god you gotta do this da, da. and i'm like why don't you just explain the nuts and bolts of the program let's just do that let's see how that works what were we talking about also These nuts <laughs> we're talking about this tidy fucking big book yes yeah, so so yeah so we've we've got this well I mean, you can see you have the soul. big one you can't Mine's see it if you're cover, listening, but, but yes. I have one of the little tiny ones they give you. Just actually, I got this shaky in a meeting. I've had this mm-hmm. for seven years. I've never really cracked it because I use the big one. Uh-huh. And the text in it is so small. We were both laughing because I was like, you're fucking way early into recovery. And you get this tiny big book with this lettering that's like the size of an amoeba. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to read that shit while spiders crawling across the wall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It always made me laugh. I've read it though, but I have not cracked it. Like mm-hmm. I haven't cracked the spine. I have a big book in storage. that's all duct taped together. I've read the damn thing so many times. I wonder if anybody's ever just like done the audio version. Like if that's, is that, you know, does who would, who would read the audio version? Like Matthew you and McConaughey? I. Uh, yeah. You and I, McConaughey. <laughs> um, another. How does that come about? <laughs> I'm, uh, I like this one here. I've prayed to God on hangover mornings and sworn that I'd never touch another drop, but by nine o'clock, I'd be boiled as an owl. <laughs> Dude, it's just like those fucking whoop-de-doo parties or whatever they call uh, the them. The whoopee parties? The whoopee parties, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's old language. It's funny. It's Those ideas are really old. I, 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 it's not my intention to come in with all this fire and brimstone and be like, bad, I'm unhappy and the meeting's not working because it's really fucking helpful. And the language mm-hmm. is old. And I really think there should be revisions done to the big book and they won't do them because it's tradition and it worked for so many people and they don't want to change it, you know? And, and uh, I don't even know of a non, can you imagine like a non-binary big book? I'm sure everything was they be... and them. I mean, I've, there's the sarcastic big book. There's the atheist big book, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, I think that the, it, I honestly, I think if it would help somebody relate better then i'd be all for any sort of you know um version of it that would help somebody I, but you're right they wouldn't do it because it because tradition at least Can't not change for another... it right well the boomers won't change it we'll see what happens in our generation gets you know the boomers start dying out of the aa ranks and our generation mm-hmm. comes in yeah and next week we'll probably be talking to my dad about aa and he's a boomer so <laughs> be listening to this one in the car being like fucking jerry jesus but so but, I just wonder about the Gen Z in the program, you know, the mm-hmm. youngest generation, the kids right now who are hitting their mid twenties, you know, the ones, th- those, those 30 year old millennials who are come, if they still use the program, this will you know, be over a hundred years old. Right. Yeah. And if they are using the program or doing something different or just getting sober and following some mm-hmm. influencer or something, you know, that's a, yeah. that's a good question. I like how I just told myself my question was a good question. I'm killing good it question. today, dude. Killing it. <laughs> so I think too, there's a um how do I how do I wanna what do I wanna say here? This without sounding 
I today I'm I'm deciding that I want to be hopeful. And right. okay, you should now, be. I am prone to I'm prone to some depression and negative thinking and I get I get down on myself for a lot of things. Yeah, and- you're an alcoholic, John. <laughs> <laughs> Quit trying to act like you're some fucking Buddhist meditator. You're No, a- I'm mess. not. I'm just I'm just oh, you're right. You're right. You're a mess, like I'm a mess. We're a yes, mess. I'm a mess. We'd be doing and so, this podcast if we weren't messes, dude. So today I was just like I want to really fucking be helpful. My back is still hurting. It's been I'm hurting sorry. on and off since That sucks. You know, like last August when I heard it and then mm-hmm. April I heard it and so I have to go to work and there's lifting and there's walking and there's moving there's fucking bending and all this stuff and it's like i can't catch a break and so like wanting to go out and go run and that's not too bad but i can't lift anything right and i was like fuck okay so <sighs> this is just whatever this process is and mm-hmm. i'm stuck in it and so i can either wallow in the m- momentary pain or i can mm-hmm. go like okay this is just part of this you're just in this particular avatar of of being right this is just a part you're playing yeah um and right right i was listening to some alan watts and he was saying something to the effect of tomorrow doesn't exist tomorrow or the future is just a just a construct or something like that mm-hmm. right his whole right. point is this I moment with is alan the, watts a little bit yeah this moment, this moment is, is what is, nothing else exists mm-hmm. right and like i was like okay so if this nothing else exists except this moment do you want to be fucking miserable or do you want to be hopeful? And I was like, I think I'd rather be hopeful. So right. I'm just going to try that. And yeah, it's been a little bit better Then I go. Okay. So my back is, is hurting. And that's just like what it is for now. And it'll go away. I mean, I used to have this other pain and it took months to go away. And then I had this, mm-hmm. right. It was your foot. It was my foot for a while. It was yeah. the back of my leg. Mm-hmm. Like it was everything. So working its way up. That's exactly with my ankles. <laughs> Seriously, it was. And then it my literally thighs, it literally is. Up. And then, you know, um, but yeah, so that's kind of something that I think about. And, you know, when I do my prayer in the morning, I put it in quotations because I don't get on my knees and do that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I just feel like that's what this whole chapter is, is like, hey, there's a lot of lot of shit to take in. So like, kind of be hopeful. Right. And he talks about he talks about meeting Dr. Bob for the first time, you know, he's like, Oh, I had a, like a business deal fall through and there was all the, the liveliness of the bar. And I had to go find a phone. You remember that? You remember mm-hmm. the, uh, the scene from the movie, but the, uh, the Dr. Bear, the Bill W story. Yeah. And you know, James Woods is all freaking out and fucking, you know, James phone Woods. booth. And mm-hmm. so, but, um, and it's like, okay. And then they go and they help another and they help another and they help another. And ultimately, that's kind of all it is, right? It's like, go talk to somebody else. Right. That's pretty much, you know, working with another alcoholic who knows what you've been through. That's why whenever mm-hmm. I do get into rooms, I get overwhelmed because I'm around a bunch of people who can relate. And yeah. that's really rare for me in the world. And that's why I drank in the first places because I always felt like nobody could fucking relate to me. So if I got mm-hmm. drunk, then it, then I'd have some common ground and all the other padding that comes with alcohol. And then I could be a normal fucking person instead of this weird thing that I am. So when I go into a room, I'm like, Oh, it's a bunch of other weird things. Like, Oh, there's not just me. There's a bunch of us here. And it just, just always breaks my heart. Like with happiness. Cause I'm around fucking me. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And I could sit here and be all snarky with you and be like, bah, 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 bah. And then, you know, I've got my own misery, of course, just like you do. And we all mm-hmm. cope in different ways. And this is what's helping you cope. And if that's what you got to get through to get through, then do it. You know, like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, dog. Mm. I mean, maybe I should go pray. <laughs> well, and it's just, uh, I, it, I guess, too, you, there's the whole as you understand it as you come to find it, as it works for you. There's no- The language is, yeah. It's smart. It's actually very it's smart. Very smart. It's very smart. Yeah, it's not like, they do make you promises because there are the promises, but you mm-hmm. know, like the promises are, if you do these things, this will happen. And mm-hmm. they won't happen. We don't, we can't tell you when they'll happen, but they'll happen eventually, which is, I, I love the ambiguity of the language. It's always made me smile. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, listen, things will get better sooner or later sometimes slowly slowly, you know like we will you know you know if you work for it it'll fucking come to you faster you know so uh, i haven't read a vision for you in a long time but i i I know the general gist of it it's like you know you work this program shit'll get better these dudes work this program and shit got better you know Mm -hmm. Uh, was Um, there a specific thing you wanted to talk to about in it before i well um i think that I think that, I don't know if there was one specific thing. I know that there is, um, you know, again, they, they repeat things like the book is, is suggestive only. And this is something again. So as you understand it, this is simply a suggestion. You can throw this fucking book in the trash. Right. Right. You can, you can, you can walk away from it. Right. It does not hold any bearing. You are not required. You know, there are no, what do they say? There are no dues or fees for membership. Nope. Um, so I guess mostly I was just trying to, <laughs> I was using this as a way to continue to feel a little more hopeful than I would to Fuck feel. That. There's no hope. It was, it was, it was pretty self-serving. I, know. Um, I was just to be joking. quite honest. There is a lot of hope, actually. A lot of good um, things are happening. A lot of good things can happen. A lot of positive <clears throat> things can happen. And you know, it's hard because like, got to wear that mask at work and then i get a fucking cold sore and i'm like well fuck because i'm breathing whatever or just yeah like, but you get to hide the I cold sore, dude. right yeah so Damn, dude i've gotten so. okay listen i don't mean to interrupt you but i only get cold sores like once in oregon i was getting to get them maybe once a year i went on like a four-year stint without one mm-hmm. fucking cold sore killing it every time i come home to arizona i get them like every two months mm-hmm. i mean i had two in a row where i got one went through the whole two-week cycle went away and then boom it popped back up again so for like a month i had a cold sore the only saving grace was every time i went out public i got to wear a mask over it so you didn't get to see that fucking massive mean mm-hmm. thing you know so um I know, it itches hurts it looks ugly makes you unhappy does it make your glands swell up in your neck mind you and in my, my armpits wasn't, it wasn't that bad this time oh, but man. um but yeah, so I mean, there, <laughs> so there, there are some things to be hopeful for, and there, there are other things like, um, I had to, I'm dealing with some, some, not, I don't want to say legal problems, they're not problems, but I had to, I had to hire an attorney. Now I know oh, yeah. this person, um, from a long time ago. We went to high school <laughs> together. Uh huh. To do it all professionally, he's like, yes, I can help you with this contract. I can help you through this thing, but I'm going to need, you know, I'll kick it up to my boss. And so the mm-hmm. boss sends me this retainer 
And yeah. so I have to plunk down a sizable chunk of change um, to get this issue um, dealing with, you know, my father's estate and stuff like that. Mm. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, okay. Thankfully, in the moment that you asked for the help, you had the money to put up for it. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that I like am sitting on stacks, right? Because no, like, but- I had other plans for that money. But in the moment, it's like, okay, well, I trust this person. They're going to do the best they can. They're certainly not going to try and bilk me for the whole thing. But it was like $2,500, Jerry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's they're just a lot like, for that's guys the retainer like us. and yeah. that's you know that's and just I, the retainer yeah and i was like fuck dude like that's that was that's groceries rent that was everything gas, that was that's that was yeah. i have to i was like okay well maybe i get most of that back maybe i don't mm-hmm. i don't know but like that was just so i was like okay easy come easy go right mm-hmm. like if yeah it, absolutely and I, I don't I don't want to sound too woo-woo, but like, okay, if the money is just energy and if I just have to make it be open to the flow, right? Like if I just let that let it go out and then it'll mm-hmm. be able to come back in and let it right. go out. And so it's because it's hard to click that button, put you're your like credit a card spo- in. You're like a sea sponge, except instead of <laughs> sailing, it's fucking right? money. Also, I was, just... I was only smiling because nobody can really see this unless they uh-huh. watch on YouTube. When you started talking, I was smiling because you're like, I ha- I got this attorney. I know him from high school. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes your life is like Seinfeld. Like you just know these people who do these things just like George uh-huh. does or Kramer does. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got an attorney. He's Jimmy Sherman fucking- up on 25th. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? Like you always, you're like, yo, I got a realtor I went to high school with. I got an attorney I went to high school with. Yo, I know this doctor that I fucking used to serve at the bar. You know, it's right? always like someone you know. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, yeah. it's also, true. you know, but in perspective, you think about that 2,500 bucks. I mean, how much would you reckon you spent on one night of drinking and then double that by two nights? I could and not just drinking like food and cabs, like the whole night. Like you probably had a, right. Maybe three. And then how many of those nights you do in a row? A $300 I could, night. I could do well, if I wasn't working, I could do three, three in a row and that would be $900. Boom. Right there. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, that's mm-hmm. nothing helpful. Like you fucking got you know what I mean? You took a cab to the five coins or whatever and got diarrhea from their oysters. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like after drinking fancy booze all night, you're like, yeah, I'll have 15 Sazeracs or whatever. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah, you would. I know you would. And you'd be I like, man, good, I used to love a good Sazerac. By Sazerac number five, you don't even know what the fuck a Sazerac tastes like. That's the thing, though. You know, like, this is the alcoholic in me. I'm like, you start off with the good drinks until you mm-hmm. get buzzed. And then from there, it's all fucking the rack, everything mm-hmm. in the fucking rack. But that's the alcoholic in me talking. It's and I think for me that. too, it was always about the performance and like, well, yeah, ordering it, it right? And, and being yeah. heard and being mm-hmm. seen, right? That's, you're like, that I'm was a, a fancy man. I order fancy mm-hmm. drinks with French names that no one knows how to make. Now I'm going to argue with this guy for an hour about how to make a proper old fashioned. While mm-hmm. I sit behind you going, fuck, dude, just put liquor in it. Let's go. Let's go. I was talking to a guy at work and he asked me the other day, now, he wasn't drinking for a little while, but I didn't really, I obviously we didn't talk about it. And then he was like sipping on a beer. So like, whatever people go in and out, like there was yeah. no, I got Sober a problem October. with that. Yeah. But, but he said to me something about, so he's like, you don't drink at all. Cause, oh, that's right. Because we got invited to this um, dinner 
in a wine cave and I declined and everyone was like, oh man, we missed you. We would love First to of all, you. wine cave is hilarious. Like <laughs> I know a lot of people just call it right. a closet was their wine cave. You know what I right, mean? Exactly. Just sit in the closet and drink <laughs> wine. I see you out there. I love you all out there. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cave. yes, I do. I, there's, there's all this fanciness around me and I, mm-hmm. I declined. I said, and my manager asked me twice because, you know, he was, they were, everybody was really excited about this. It's well, a you're like, what am I going to do? Drink. I don't drink wine. I don't really eat cheese. I don't like, eat cheese. I don't eat crackers. I'm not going like, to have steak or whatever. Right. And I think they had like some vegetarian options, but I, I just said, you know, I feel, and I also, it's like, it's a four hour dinner and I'm just there. Like there's no With drunk motherfuckers in a cave. Exactly. <laughs> right. See, you understand why I'm I in a say- cave with a bunch of drunk motherfuckers. Like this is not fun. This so anyways, fun. so this dude tells you what you just don't so drink at all. We're, so I said, yeah, I was like, I don't drink. He's like, really? So like at all. And I said, man, well, yeah, it's been six years. And he's like, so you just couldn't anymore or what? And I said, Man, I used to lie. I used to cheat. I would steal mm-hmm. from my job. I would steal mm-hmm. booze. I would steal money. Like I was, he's like, oh, so you had a real problem. I was like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, and I'm always curious because like sometimes people don't drink for a while and then I'm like, oh, maybe you just had a, a DUI and you had to get through a breathalyzer thing at court or I don't know yeah. what, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's got just a little nice. bit out of hand. Do you know That's what I mean? my assumption about hand. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what his deal was. Maybe he just sober October, whatever. And it was just funny. Cause I was like, yes, it's really, really bad. And I was about to be like, and I, you know, there was the time that I exposed myself to a restaurant full of people through the glass. And I have no idea who was in there in the middle of the day. So, I mean, yeah, just, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it to you other than, yeah, it was bad. It was really, 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 really bad. And so, yeah. no, I just didn't want to be in the wine cave. And I don't think these people would have gotten hammered, but everybody would have been a little tipsy and a little just this. Just the culture, and... like you're very much in the culture of it. I'm near, I like orbit the culture of it because people mm-hmm. I, I live with and around are part of the work in the culture in the industry, but you're like working in the industry, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, they aren't going to get drunk. And I also know that your motivation isn't like, yeah, because it's real tempting. Because people think that about us too. That like, is it okay if I drink this around oh, you? And I'm like, itch. I'm not tempted. You just get fucking annoying. Like being around drunk people can be very annoying because <clears throat> you don't yeah. realize it. You have all the fil- you have all the Instagram filters going on. You got India, Indigo, Brazil, <laughs> Bolsonaro, fucking Maracas, all the Cauldron. fucking cauldron all the filters so you think everything is charming and great and funny and i'm just like you've said the same thing four times and you spit in my fucking mouth like no it's not good where's like, my mask where's yeah. my mask you're killing me here so mm-hmm. yeah dude especially in the wine cave like to yeah, me i didn't want to be in the cave i mean the fucking things that we have to put around drinking to make it more fun like this is the mm-hmm. novelty we're in a cave where we fucking make the wine you know right. like that it's novelty where i'm just like put me in a field and give me two tall boys and we'll see what happens. You know, like it's just, mm-hmm. I, and, I don't know, man. So I don't know. And it does. I love just, that you said, I used to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what did it I just, say? you're like, I used to lie and cheat and steal. And in my mind, I'm thinking about myself. I'm like, yeah, I could be given the opportunity. I can be a real piece of shit. And that alcohol really fucking brings out the shit mm-hmm. asshole in me, like the shitty person in me. I did. I used to take bottles of vodka from one job. I never really... I of course you did i love that's your big confession i'm like of course you did i drank them with you probably <laughs> well there was well maybe yeah not. maybe well also but see here's 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 how my brain would work is i would be like well if i order because i was 
part, I did the ordering for this particular place. So I'd be like a little off the top. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't have to, because if I ordered six bottles of gray goose, they would give me a free bottle of like flavored vodka. Mm. So I'd always order six bottles every week so that on my weekend, I could just take that bottle of pear or citron or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to me, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go cut it with some whatever, whatever, some squirt. Yeah. <laughs> Tomato juice, like a pe- nice oh, pair of vodka God. and Clamato. Yes, exactly. Jesus, Just... dude. I remember drinking in my third, my late twenties. I was in my late twenties. I was dating this girl who was 19 mm-hmm. and she was a dancer mm-hmm. and she didn't drink like I drank. But the fact that I was this big drunk fucking fat ass was apparently really endearing to her. <laughs> and so I was like, you, She's like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, I'm getting loaded. I'm at my house. I'm just going to sit in my living room, listen to music and get drunk. She's like, can I come with them? I'm like, yeah, if you get drunk. And so she never really drank. So I had to buy her a bottle of birthday cake vodka. <laughs> and she literally drank like down past the neck and was like, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, not even at the top of the label. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe two shots, three mm-hmm. shots, but she's trying to keep up with me and drink as fast as I was. And even then in my twenties, I was like, I ain't got no problem. I'm doing great. Me and Coda partying. I'm dating this girl who's a dancer, the silver dollar club. Awesome. I'm murdering life. And this poor girl is like throwing up from like barely down past the neck. And I'm like, yeah, dude. And I'm already way under the swallows in a mm-hmm. bottle of John Powers. I, mm-hmm. I hope this episode is not triggering for some people, but yeah, you just keep under the swallows, name. the cherry wagon, the swallows, the Jerry. That's how I broke my leg, you know, but um, I just that birthday cake. Yeah, she, didn't even, she just left it at my house. I ended up drinking it because I was she like, well, it's here. She's not going to drink it. Yeah, it was awful, awful. But I, I just, and I don't, it's funny when people ask me that, like, I don't know what to say because especially when I'm at work and we're in a mixed company and I'm just like, are you embarrassed um, about your alcoholism? I'm not embarrassed about it, but um, I'm just like, I don't know how to express it in such a way that they'll stop asking me questions unless they're, you know what well, I mean? Like curious about it probably because they're not yeah. alcoholics or maybe they are alcoholics. Maybe they are alcoholics. And so know- I don't want to if if they're going to pass the test yeah yeah because um, i think sometimes i know like i'm not as social as you so i don't rem- i remember but i don't you know what i mean like you're mm-hmm. out with people all the time who did not know you like when i got sober i got sober with a bunch of people who knew me as a drunk you know at work in my life my social group i didn't go to a new job with a bunch of people who did not know me doing right. the fucking steamed ham whatever right. jerry wagner was doing back then you know uh so i didn't have to the steam hams dude that's what i always mm-hmm. thought about the pressing the dick against the window is the steam mm-hmm. is the steam hams aurora borealis in your kitchen you know uh but I, so i've been always been really open about it i have been embarrassed by my actions but mm-hmm. my whole who i am and who i was as a person back then I've, I've never i haven't had the opportunity yet to feel embarrassed about it not that i'm saying you are but and the opportunity is a weird word, but I haven't been in that position where I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking ripping alcoholic when I get the opportunity to be one, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of the the company that I'm in and like, we're in a professional right. kind right. of setting. And so right. it's like, but yeah, it's just, it's, and he's like, oh, wait, so your you job's gotta... not like that movie waiting. <sighs> no, it's not. It's not. Thank you. Or that TV show. Did you remember that TV show with all the uh, caterers that worked in LA? It's called, it was called party down fucking great show but it's a great show it wasn't huh? like that how huh? wasn't as casual as that you were like your boss like fuck you eric <laughs> no not at all 
usually my boss is like, John, we've been over this multiple times. You really need to, that was the other night. Cause I forgot fucking steak knives with the steak. He's like, he's like, I think at this point, John. And I was like, I know I screwed up. <laughs> like I just was busy. And I, he's like, Oh no, that's what it was. I, I said something about, Oh, table 43 waved off this, that. And he's like, so to table 52 wave off steak knives. And I was like, Oh shit. Spencer. Oh my God. <laughs> oh geez. So, I mean, like he, he just was like, we need to fucking put the steak knives on the table. And I was like, yes, you are correct, sir. I've made I love it. Steak. Dude's probably younger than you too. He is. I yeah, of yeah. course. It's like a 20 year old, 28 year old. I know. And, and to, and to be fair, I love working for him. I love working. With I know him. Like, he's super know. awesome, but like, it was just kind of a funny moment, but that's mostly what, you know, it's not, no, it's not a, it's not a wild place. We just try to get in there and do our thing and get the fuck out. Right. You know, because whenever I worked in kitchens, it was like a wild fucking thing. No. Like, I, but I never worked anywhere really respectable. So <laughs> before tattooing, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was like coffee mm -hmm. shops and like with all my alcoholic friends who were all cooks and chefs yeah. and not even chefs, they were all cooks. And so I get a dishwashing job and I didn't give a fuck. Like mm -hmm. maybe yeah. I'm not coming in today. I'll come in right. tomorrow and act like I'll do the Costanza again. Like, I'll be like, wait, what? I'm yeah. fired. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, but yeah, everybody there is pretty much like, let's get in here and do our thing and go home. You yeah. know, when we're done, not, there's no, it's certainly not the bars in the past where I've worked at, where we would loiter there until five or six in the morning sometimes, you know, or go to the next at the company camp out base. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know it, you know it. <laughs> so that was, that was my twenties. Um, hey, we all got, I, like I said, mm -hmm. birthday cake vodka. I, yeah. I've done worse than birthday cake vodka. I've done well, way worse that I don't talk about in the podcast because I'm like, really, y'all need to hear those war stories? I no, mean, no, I don't think it's that terribly important, but no, you know, gross. I they're just probably just like yours. You mm -hmm. I just wanted to express to him how bad it was, you know, like, yes, I would steal from I would steal booze from work. Yeah, I don't really think I stole money. Like I didn't steal out of the register, but I would give away tons of free drinks right yeah i know thank you For i people. appreciate it <laughs> just whatever oh yeah here here's an extra few bucks you know people always like tip you on top of it so you know whatever but <sighs> i'm just glad i don't have to do that shit today no no dude there is no fucking five gallon jug of whatever that weird jungle juice was under your fucking kitchen table today so what, you know what jerry's referring to was a cocktail um it was a party competition. I used to do these things where I would make like gallons of cocktail. Mm -hmm. So they would pre-mix everything. And one time Jerry came to visit and I just had a five gallon paint jug, like a, a bucket filled with booze underneath the kitchen table. And it was sealed up, but like you would just go in there with, with your a ladle. Glass. Oh, with a glass. You're right. There just, was no ladle. Or, or, or there might have been a ladle, but like I think we lost the ladle. At one point. You just yeah, go in there, dip in there with your glass for whatever uh -huh. the, the whiskey cocktail Put was. Put ice in it because it was room temp. <laughs> just little, room temp. Little Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever was to. That's right. Yeah. Put Mountain Dew in that. it because I remember reading an article saying, oh, they made Mountain Dew to mix with bourbon. So I was like, oh, I'll do these Mountain Dew and bourbons, 300 calorie drinks, you know, and then drink fucking 50 of them. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. We, I, we've talked about the five gallon bucket or whatever, yeah. the rusty nail or whatever the fuck they it were. It was, it was some kind of Manhattan-ish something. <sighs> so booze. fucking gross, but I, that's not even part of your life anymore. And so that's no. what it is. Looping all the way back to the beginning. If you finding God 
finding your God is what mm-hmm. keeps you from keeping the five gallon bucket under your table, then fucking do it. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. And if this is your coping mechanism for dealing with like not being able to be as, you know, physically active as you want to be. And that mm-hmm. is kind of, that already is one of your coping mechanisms just to deal with whatever you're dealing with. Well then do that. You know, don't yeah. listen to me, dude. Like sometimes I know, of course you don't, you just do what John does. And then I like, I'm over here. Just, I'm, I always feel like those two Muppets that sit in the fucking balcony in the Muppet show and talk <laughs> shit. That's like me, both of them. I do, they mm-hmm. both had names, but I can't remember their names. Mortimer and no, yeah. is that I don't know. Places. Trading places, know. the two trading yeah. places puppets up there talking mad shit about her. But that's like me. Like, I just can't, I can't be satisfied with it. So I got to be like, bruh, 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 bruh. you know? Well, but, no. And I would rather you not, I mean, I appreciate that. You know that I'm going to do what I'm going to do, but I always yeah. like to hear your perspective, even if it is um, grouchy, full of contrary. shit. Contrary. <laughs> yes. Grouchy and full of shit. Sure. Yeah. Because in, here's the other thing it's like, I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to be yeah, hopeful for, for me. me. Yeah. I want, I want the same thing for you. Yeah. Like, I always do. I, I want you to be happy. Now, I'm not, I'm certainly not over here trying to convince you because I know that doesn't work. No. Right. Well, I'm try to convince here. me of anything. You've we've known each other for like almost thirty years at this. Have we were almost no, we've known each other for six, like almost yeah, for That's a while. A long time. That's for a while. It's twenty. But I'm years. saying though, like, have you anytime you've ever tried to convince me of anything? I've always been really resistant to it. It's mm-hmm. just my personality, yeah. you know. I've always been like, no, no, mm-hmm. no that's so, not cocaine or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I do it anyway. And then be like, okay, fine. That's cocaine. Right. So I'm just like, okay, I need to be hopeful for myself. Jerry, I wish you the, the most happiness in the world. And if there's anything I can do great, if not cool too, like, I'm certainly not interested in trying to be like, Hey man, you know, I don't send you fucking YouTube links to uh meditation podcasts or just whatever. Would ignore them. Right. Yeah, or I'd look at them and be like, <laughs> And literally after my face, I'd be like, oh God, did you see the doctor or me? Mm-hmm. Every yeah. day's a gift. Um, I think it's Kevin McDonald's birthday, speaking of the kids in the hall. He was in that um no, it's not Kevin McDonald. Yeah, I thought I thought so. No. No, 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 no. So I'm thinking of someone different. Dave McKeon. Is that his name? The other one? Dave? Dave McKeon is um Oh, that's spinal, spinal tap. tap. Mm-hmm. anyway one of the kids in the hall guys is on this tv show my sister watches called like super mart or something oh mark mckinney mark mckinney is on it yeah that's who it is and i'm like that's the dude from kids in the hall my mm-hmm. sister was like really and i'm like yeah yeah that was probably the i would say probably the best sketch show ever made i'd have to agree I mean, I'm trying I didn't to really watch like, the other ones though. Well, I do. I watch like I would watch that now live and Mad TV and mm-hmm. um, the State every once in a while. The State was and, pretty good. Had some which, good sketches. Which was the one that had uh, David Cross on it? Uh, the one, Mister Show. Mister Show was, was really good. good. Yeah, that was pretty good. This is our list now at the end of the pod where we <laughs> right. just talk this about is... <laughs> all our sketch comedy shows. They're supposed um, to do a Kids in the Hall reunion, but then COVID mm-hmm. fucked everything up. Scott yeah. Thompson is one of the funniest people in the fucking world to mm-hmm. me i love scott and as i've gotten older i love scott thompson more especially his his whole his monologues with um buddy cole buddy cole the buddy cole monologues so i read his book i read funny, the buddy dude. cole book i remember you had it like hanging uh-huh. around the house too yeah <laughs> but um i just think it's like the best i think they're 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 the funniest the smartest they they are able to tap into extraordinarily relatable um 
people and subjects and topics and also make they can take you into the sort of weird and bizarre niche and you're like what the fuck but yeah. you're instantly almost instantly like i'm down for this whatever yeah. this is i'm down for it all the drunk ones are great you can tell those guys grew up with drunk dads oh there's the girl drink drunk so yes um if you this is one of john's favorites is the this girl is drink drunk sketch mine is the drunk dad who takes <clears throat> him out to the rock <laughs> so so yes there's the, these two are great yeah i think drunk dad is um bruce mccullough yes who absolutely his... had an alcoholic father i think <laughs> who takes his kid out and just and does what tells him to he shoot the rock or what does he do no he says it's your 13th birthday you're a man now and you have to do a family tradition i what my father did it for me and his father before him and he drives him out to a rock and he's like you have to watch me get blind stinking drunk and then the dad gets super <laughs> fucked up and gives the kid the keys to the car and he's like i'm walking and the kid's 13 and has to drive the car home. It's like the middle of his birthday party. It's so mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So watch, go look up those kids in the hall skits. And then Girl Drink Drunk is the one where Dave Foley is a businessman and he goes out with his boss and his boss takes him out for a, for a business dinner. And it's like his boss gets a, a glass of scotch and he's like, well, I don't really drink. I don't really like the taste of booze. And I think he gets like a purple woo woo or something like some that. scorpion bowl or some shit uh -huh. yeah and he and he goes off the deep end like instantly but only for you girl know drinks. girl drinks well, quote unquote girl drinks quote, right and so right. it nowadays gets to the it point just where sweet drinks yeah so it takes all the tropes of of being an alcoholic and so he's like in the office you know um He's in the paper room at the office or whatever, the utility closet, the blender. He's got the blender. <laughs> yeah, it's like just because he has to blend everything and he has to make sure he gets frozen bananas and, well, you know, peach schnapps. And, and it like reminds stuff. me of like our of alcoholism because of the ritual and the things mm -hmm. that the uh, the you know what I mean? All those those like uh, deals you had to make with yourself, not deals, but like all the things you needed to set up to get like a drink, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, he's got the blender and the ice and a coconut and like some cream to menthe. <laughs> you know what i'm saying but mm -hmm. but like it was just all those things we had to do with ourselves you know all the had little to be like rituals sneaking the little rituals sneaking the little drinks here and there and being like well if i get if i round out the night with some rumple mints man it'd be a good night you know or whatever good. it is you know i need just this much allowances that's the word i was mm -hmm. looking for allowances to the end of the sketch where he's sitting outside on a tree and he's got some kid bringing him a slushy because that's all he can do now. It's like this right. little kid has to go buy him a slushy so he can pour his booze into his it. Booze into it. Yeah. It's <clears throat> fucked up. Um, it's funny. But yeah, it's funny. It's fucked up. So I I, I would suggest, uh, well, I won't suggest anything to anybody other than, you know, stay sober and go watch kids in the hall. Watch kids in the hall. Don't drink. Read. If you're in AA, read a vision for you and. Yeah. Notice that we really didn't talk about it very much. <laughs> <clears throat> I love it. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>